its topics once again with Michael Showalter and myself, Michael Ian Black. And this is the podcast where the two of us, comedians by trade, shed that aspect of our personalities and really try to have a serious conversation about things that matter. Yeah. And I think that when you say shed, it, 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 it feels like that. Um, because underneath that facade of being, as you said, a, you know, comedian or whatever, um, underneath that, there's a lot of, um, a lot of stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot of inquisitiveness. There's a lot of pain sometimes, there's a lot, there's just a lot going on under the surface and the way I know that comedians tend to express that is with jokes and that's fine. Like, yeah. it's, and I'm more than fine. It's great. Yeah. And I was going to say too, I mean, yeah, we are, I do think that what we've always set out to do with this project is to talk about some of the heavier stuff, but if something funny happens, I'm cool with that. Oh, like, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, like this doesn't have to be some kind of, you know, drama, no. you know, like we're not gonna, we're not gonna edit that out or, no. or if something, you know, far from it. I mean, we've, from it. we've yeah. had, we've had some genuine belly laughs on this, on this yeah. project yeah. so far. Yeah. Um, I still smile thinking about some of the things we've been talking about, which right. isn't to say that they're any less serious, um, than anything else. It's just that, Sometimes even talking about the most serious weighty topics can yeah. produce, you know, a good, a good laugh. Yeah. Yep. 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 And I mean, and, and I love to laugh and, and I, I do too. Yeah. I and really I do. mean, they they, you know, they say that laughter is the best medicine. And a lot of times I think it's true. Yep. yep. Um, that if you're down in the dumps or, <laughs> or feeling sad and gloomy, mm -hmm. you know, put on a, well, you know, what, a, you know what yeah. I do? You know, in fact, I, I, I can point to just uh, the other day. Uh, you know, I was feeling a little down. I went into my living room. I turned on Big Bang Theory. Yeah. And just had a great laugh, you yes. know, for about yes. 20, 25 minutes, turned it off and was ready to face the day again. Do you remember what at, what was happening on the episode? Some of the nerds were doing some nerdy things and there was a, there was a girl that they were trying to impress and they were doing, they were doing it all in, in, in just the wrong way, uh, because they were being really nerdy. And, and then I just, I just laughed about it. Uh -huh. I just laughed. Who's your favorite character on that show? Uh, probably the guy with the glasses. Leonard. Uh, yeah, I think is it, is that, is that his name? Leonard? He's great. He's really great. And I just laugh. I, I laugh watching those guys and the, and the girl. Right. It's a great show. I mean, there's lots of great shows. I remember, uh, you know, growing up, I would, uh, come home after school and, uh, my parents both worked. So I would, you know, plop down in front of the TV and oftentimes I would watch, um, the Flintstones. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's a funny show. Great show. Uh, with Fred and, and Barney and, and the girls, just a great show. Just a great show. There's so many funny shows, you mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. so many funny shows mm -hmm. over the years. There's just been hundreds and hundreds of them. Oh yeah. I mean, think about, um, 
we mentioned Big Bang Theory, we mentioned the Flintstones, and then just so many more, you know. And I think what the sh- I think what these with these classic comedies have in common is that they strike on universal truths and then present them in a, in a humorous way. Well, they 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 twist it. They twist it. Uh huh. So they'll they'll take a situation that is intrinsically not necessarily funny. Right. Uh, family issues, work issues, mm-hmm. relationship issues, and then they'll literally twist it. They'll turn it on its side. Right. In a way that shows sometimes the absurdity of the situation. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because even a, a show like The Flintstones, which takes place hundreds of years ago, yes, it has very modern problems. Yes. You know, these, yes. these characters in their own, uh, in their own ancient way are yes. actually very modern. Yes. Well, and I, and I think in a way that's the message is that, uh, things haven't changed that much, right. you know? Um, I mean, yes. When, when, when they want to, uh, uh, wash their hands. They might, you know, turn a turtle shell, <laughs> you know, when the turtle <laughs> maybe spits out some water or something like that, you know, the, the technology has changed, but the problems, the problems that they're having are, are so relatable. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, look, they didn't have plastic uh-huh. then they didn't have all of these newfangled materials. Mostly they had st- stones and sticks um, and pelts. Yes. But the problems are modern and the, the relationships are, you know, that hasn't changed. It's true. You know, whether you're talking about a hundred years ago or you're talking about today, the human condition remains the same. Yes. And that's a compelling, very, very compelling, uh, truth. Mm-hmm. And maybe we could segue from that into something that I've been thinking about when you talk about the human condition. Okay. Um, which is really, it's a question. Hmm. And I don't know what the answer is and I'm not sure there is an answer, but the question is simply Mike, what is the human condition? Ooh. Mm. I mean, you're, yeah, you're just cutting to the chase with that one. Yep. Well, we had talked about when, when you and I met a few days ago and sort of went over some of the things that we might want to talk about today. Um, and this did come up and I know that you said that you felt like, even though it was, it was some, a lot to take on that it was something you thought might be interesting. Well, I thought that, if we're going to do topics with a capital T, which is what I think this, this is about, what I think this project is really about, then I think we can't shy away from these questions just because they might be big questions. Right. Right. That we owe it to ourselves and to our audience to at least try to take them on. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. if we don't, what are we doing? And, and if we don't, and if we don't succeed, if we don't get there, if we don't 
if at the end of this, we haven't answered the question, I think that's okay. Right. Um, because I think in a lot of ways, answering the question isn't even necessarily the point. Well, expand on that because that's interesting to me. Expand on that. Well, I guess I feel like sometimes it's the process of exploring the question, mm. the journey, if you will, mm. that that is the main part of what I know I'm here to do. Like, this is what I want out of it. This is what I want out of this project. Can I, you know? can I re rephrase what I think I'm hearing you say just to see if I'm, if I'm getting this right? Yeah. Will you? Are you saying that the journey itself is as important as the destination? Yes, that is exactly what I'm saying. And you said the way you said it, it was better. Huh? I want to, I want to take that in for a second. I want to think about that because so often we set out to, to, to climb the mountain, right? Okay. Can I put it in, can I put it another way? Please. Um, we live in a society. Yeah, I'll say you said that where, very well. You well, said that, no, but I'm, I'm oh, not there's done. More. I'm there's not more. done. Yeah. Uh -huh. I'm, 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 okay. I'm taking some pauses this morning. Um, because it's early, Mike, right. it's early in the morning. Um, in our society, I feel like we are very result oriented. It's not about who you are. It's about what kind of car do you drive? <laughs> Tell me about it. Do you know what I mean? I do. A BMW. Right. Like some people, some people who are like, you know, all they, they're shallow or materialistic right. or, or, you know, where they feel like their sense of self-worth and their identity is completely defined by what kind of car they drive. And, and right. they're, that, B, I, shallow. they're I, that, drive, shallow. that shallow. They're that shallow. They're that shallow. For example, I drive a, it's a, it's a, it's a 2007 BMW 328 XI. That's what I drive. Right. So you would, you would be one of those people then. Oh, I hope, in my, I, in hope, my, I, I hope not. No, I'm just saying in my example, like I'm not oh, saying you I, are. Right. Right. I'm not saying you actually are. Uh, right. Right. And, 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 and I just want to continue with what that thought, because I think it's important what you're, what you're talking about. The car, yeah. the car that I have, it's, uh, it's, it's a six speed manual transmission mm -hmm. and it's got heated seats, which costs mm -hmm. a little extra. Mm -hmm. The interior is wrapped in leather and, and hardwood. Mm -hmm. Um, and they, they asked me if I wanted the sport package and I said, no, mm. because I had read online that that wasn't, it wasn't worth it. Uh-huh. So. So you have a really nice car. Oh, I don't think, I don't think that matters. Okay. I think that's the point you're trying to make. Is that, right. is that you go, okay, Michael Black has a really, has a really great car. Does that make him a better person? No, of course not. Of mm -hmm. course not. Right. That's what you were saying. Um, Yeah. Sure. I think that's really well put. Um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So like that's exact, it is what I'm saying that like we live in a society where people care less about 
what kind of a person they are right. than they do. Like they care less about being a good person. They care less about contributing to the, to the betterment of the world than they do about looking good. Mm-hmm. And that would be defined by driving a nice car. That's what I'm saying. Right. Or having a big house or something like that. Right. Exactly. Right. Like living, like living in a, in a big, in a big, like, how would sub- you, how would you define a big house? Uh, what in terms of square footage? I guess. Well, like my house, the one I live in is, I think like, uh, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know what, what's big. I don't know. Like more than 2000 square feet, I think is big. <laughs> oh, okay. What, what is that funny? Oh no, 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 no. Why are you laughing? Was I? I heard you chuckle. <laughs> I don't, I don't even know why. I want to get, ba- I want to get back to, uh, how big is your house oh, in gosh. terms of square footage? Oh gosh. I, it, what difference does it make? That's your point. Like what difference does it make? I'm honestly just curious. I mean, it's not even about it making a difference. I, I, I don't, I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the, I think the, I think honestly, I think the point you're trying to make, and it's a good point is that who cares about the size of your house versus the size of my house or the kind of car you drive versus the car that I drive. What's important is the journey. I drive a 1992 Honda Civic. I know. I know. But it gets you where you're going. Yeah. That's, that's what's important. The, the drive, the journey. It doesn't matter if you're, if you're, it doesn't matter what other people on the road think about you when they look at that car. What do you mean? Uh, well, like if I'm driving, what do you mean other people on the road? Oh, oh I see. I see. Okay. Right. Cause right. when you're driving on the highway, there'll be people passing you and this, and I think this is what you're saying. And so tragic is that they will make assumptions about you as a person based on the fact that you drive this old beat up car versus the assumptions they might make about me based on the fact that I drive this very nice car. And those assumptions may be totally inaccurate and it's not fair that they would do that. It's not right that they would do that or, or that you live in a small house. Like they might walk by your house and go, Oh, somebody poor lives here. And what they don't know is that you might be rich in spirit. You see what I'm saying? You might be a very wealthy individual in spirit and it doesn't matter what the house looks like, or it doesn't matter that, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of crumbling and that it's in a, it's in a weird neighborhood. What's important is who's inhabiting the house and the house in this case can be our, 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 ourselves, our, our spiritual house. Like they, you know, if they're, if they're, uh, driving by my house and they go, Oh, somebody really rich lives there. That's not, a, that's not necessarily a fair assumption because they don't know what my spiritual house is like, you see what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I feel like you're saying some, a few things that are, are, yeah. Like I definitely, the big point you're making, I agree with. Yeah. Um, and it's an important point to make. We are not what we have. Right. We are not what we have. Right. Because I could just as easily drive one of my other cars that isn't as nice. You know what I mean? I could just as easily drive, you know, a- any one of my cars. And then, and, and, and then they would make a different assumption about who's driving that car based on the car 
That's insane. They don't know me. You know what I mean? Yeah. It sucks. It sucks. And I think we're really getting into what you, what you, what you first brought up, which is the human condition. It's such an important part of the human condition, which is the way that people reflect maybe their own insecurities uh, onto other people based on externalities like my house or my cars or whatever. Sucks. But, but, but what were you talking about? Um, gosh, I don't know. Um, you said so much stuff there that I thought was, you know, interesting that I honestly forgot. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we were talking about the human condition, right? Um, and this society that we live in that puts so much value on material what, goods on material goods versus what kind of people are we right are we contributing to society are we giving back right are we are we doing service to the greater good right or are we just buying and consuming Ugh, yes. and, and building a facade that to the outer world says I'm, I'm powerful. I'm successful. successful I'm happy. Right. right. I'm that attractive. My, my outsides, my outsides, what you see on the outside, if it looks good, it must mean that I'm, my insides look the same. Right. And I think that, that there's some, there's some real, um, intrinsic problems to that whole way of thinking. Right. And that we as a society need to take a look at ourselves and say, have we lost our way? Mm. Have our values as a society changed? It's true. That's a really, really powerful and profound point because and I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to narrow the focus a little bit to America. Yeah. We have become such a consumerist yes. society. Yes. Where you turn on the TV, for example, and every few minutes there's a commercial saying, uh, you know, you'll be happier if you buy such and such product or you'll be right. more attractive if you buy such and such product. And I, w- I wish there were commercials that said you will be happier if you take a breath. Mm. You will be happier if you uh, 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 sit with a loved one and hold their hand and listen to a piece of classical music. Can I interrupt music. you for, can I interrupt you for a second? Yeah. Um, no, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Keep going. You, a, I'd love to see a commercial that said, uh, you will be happier if instead of buying this bag of chips, you walk outside and you pick an apple from a tree and you eat that apple. 
if uh well yeah i mean in that exact scenario i mean i think it would even be like you 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 will be happier if instead of buying this bag of chips you go help somebody mm-hmm. you go find someone you go find uh yeah, you an go, old, yeah, an go, old lady go and find an old go find an old lady Go find an old lady and help her walk across the street. Not even, you know, just find an old lady. You know what I mean? Or, or, or go and go and, uh, go find a bum and, and give him some food. Yeah. Or not even give him food. Just go find a bum. You'll be happier if you find a bum, you know, it's such a powerful message. Yeah. Go find a bum, go find an old lady and you'll be so much happier. Than buying this bag of chips. Right. You know, yeah, uh, sure. People might look at you different. People might look at you with those chips and say, now there's somebody who's, you know. Happy, attractive. Happy, attractive, right. successful, powerful. But that doesn't mean that you are. No. That bag of chips doesn't really mean anything, you know. And it's, it's very heavy. It's very heavy. Now, I guess the question then is, I think a lot of people are afraid to take that next step and they go, well, you know, how do I find an old lady? How Mm -hmm. how do I find a bum? Mm -hmm. Which is to say, how do I find uh, those less fortunate? And Mm -hmm. I I feel like I have an answer, which is Google, Google it. Well, I mean, that might be one way and I'm probably, oh, well, probably a pretty good way. I was, you were going to say, I was going to be, I was, I was going to say something a little simpler, which is open your eyes mm. and look around and look around, look around you. Mm-hmm. There's no shortage of people who are less fortunate. And all you have to do is open your eyes and look around. Yeah. Powerful. Yeah. And maybe this speaks to the human condition, which is finding those people among us, those humans among us who are less fortunate and just acknowledging them, just, Mm -hmm. just saying, saying hi, right? Say hello. hello. How are you? How are you? Yeah. I mean, I don't know that you need to get into a whole conversation with them, but I think there, there is a, something very powerful and something very meaningful about just acknowledging that you're in a much better space than so many of these other people. I think that's important. Is it, do you think you need to say anything at all? Can you, is what about just waving? Oh, sure. I don't think there's, to, to, to me, I don't think there's rules about it. It's just like with, it's just like the way that we sometimes break into laughter on this podcast, even though that's not the intention. If you are to actively seek out the old lady, the bum, uh, the person suffering from loneliness, inevitably conversation may happen. I don't think that's important. No. And I'm even saying, I'm even suggesting, I guess that let's use the, let's use the, the bum or the, let's use the old lady Mm -hmm. is you find, you go, you find an old lady, right? And that I'm actually suggesting that you just wave. 
right? I, I, I'm actually taking it to the point, point of saying, don't say anything. Don't start a conversation. Not even hello. Why? I don't know. Oh. I don't know. It just feels like my gut just tells me that I think if we're, if we're talking about the same thing, which is to kind of get involved right. ultimately right. and to kind of that whole pay it forward idea that just waving, just the act of waving is sending out a karma that speaks to what I think you're trying to say rather than saying, hello, how are you? Da da da. Just wave. Well, there is such a thing as getting too involved. There is such a thing as inserting yourself into somebody else's life so profoundly that you actually alter the trajectory that that person is on. You alter their journey and that's not necessarily a good thing. And you, yeah, you have to be very careful because the littlest, tiniest thing can change everything. Right. You know, one little decision can alter. And I think this is what you're saying can alter the whole course of. It, it wouldn't be an exaggeration to say history. And I mean, we talked about this in an earlier episode of the show of what would the world be like if Paul McCartney and John Lennon had never met? Right. Right. You know, and, and that's what if someone had gone up, if just as Paul McCartney and John Lennon were about to meet, what if someone walks up to one of them and says, Hey, how are you? And distracts them into a conversation. Right. Then maybe Paul and John don't get to meet and then we don't have the Beatles. Right. But, but if that person just sees them and waves, then the good energy has been put out into the universe and Paul and John still get to meet. Right. Does that, does that, that make, make sense? Uh, it makes perfect sense. And, 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 and you get, you end up with Paul and John and, and, and George and the drummer and they, they form the Beatles, which is, which in a sense, the Beatles represents the human condition. Here mm -hmm. are four young men. Liverpudlians. Liver, Liverpudlians. Somehow coming together and working to create something that is larger than themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Totally. I mean, their, their sound, like that, the Beatles sound, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Yep. Um, I mean, you could listen to a Beatles album today and still love those songs mm -hmm. and they don't feel outdated or, or like they, they, they still sound great today. Well, this gets back to what we were talking about with the Flintstones that the four of them, Fred, Barney and the women, they had problems that, and this is hundreds of years ago that we still relate to today. It's that timelessness yeah. of the human yes. condition, whether it's, it's the Flintstones it, or the Beatles. It's a universality. 
I think that I think that the word I'm looking for is a universality. Right. And that this this universality, this unspoken thread that stitches all of us together is at the core of and now I'm referring back to something we said before, but is at the core of the human condition. Right. Each of these threads weaves together a tapestry that is the human condition. And the tapestry keeps expanding. Mm -hmm. It keeps growing. Sometimes you'll go to um, a museum the, or, or a castle and there'll be a tapestry on the wall. And that tapestry will tell a story. Okay, but that story has a beginning, middle, and an end. The tapestry of the human condition has no end. Mm -hmm. It only has a middle. Mm -hmm. And a beginning. Well, no. And what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is the human condition never began and it will never end. It's only present. But I think it has a beginning. Right. Right. But, and I think it's, it, I think, but I think what you're saying though is really interesting. And I, and I, and, and, I, and I'm going to be thinking about it a lot. This, this way in which you've used the idea of a tapestry as a metaphor for the human condition, I think is really, really interesting and very, very, um, fitting. Yes. Because I think it's a tapestry, I think, of as something that is many different threads, many different threads, many different strands woven together. Each individual thread. Fragile mm. and easily broken. But that when you weave them all together, they actually make something that holds together, that holds up, mm -hmm. that looks different and is actually strong. Mm. And, 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 and. Beautiful. Tells us, well, I was going to say, yeah, or I was going to say you could hang it on a wall. Yes. That's, that's. That's quite a point. You could hang it on a wall. Something else that the tapestry often has, knots. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times in our own lives, which we can look at as these tiny threads, mm. we find ourselves with a dilemma. Mm-hmm. And we can call that dilemma a knot. A knot. Mm -hmm. And we, we think to ourselves, oh, I have to untangle this knot. Right. This knot, has, it's driving me crazy. How do I? Need I, to, I need to solve this puzzle. I need to right. figure it out. Right. And I wonder if, if we think about the knot as part of this magisterial tapestry that were hanging on a wall mm. if the knot itself isn't as important 
and doesn't contribute as much as the perfectly straight thread. Maybe contributes more. Maybe the knot makes, makes the tapestry even stronger. Can I, can I, can I yes and? Oh, yes. Can we call the knot an imperfection? Hmm. Can we call the knot an imperfection? I think so. Because nothing's perfect. And in this society where we strive for perfection. Right. This unobtainable pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. It's not, it cannot be achieved. Right. That we call this not an imperfection. And we think to ourselves, maybe, Michael, our imperfections is what makes us perfect. We are, we are our imperfections. Mm. I'm going to, and that, and that's perfect. I, I, I am going to really have to sit on that. I'm really, really going to have to sit on that for a while because there's an inherent paradox in what you just said. Our imperfections are what makes us perfect. Something really something to think about uh, until we get together again. You know, did we answer the question about what is the human condition? <laughs> I don't know. I honestly don't know. Uh, I suspect not. Not there's there's that word again. I suspect mm -hmm. not. Mm -hmm. But we have a lot to think about. Yeah, we have a lot to think about. We do, and 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 you know, I, I look forward to. Uh, the next time we get together and, and have these conversations, I know they've been extremely illuminating for me. Me too. So until next time, I'm Michael Ian Black with Michael Showalter. The show is called Topics, where we really get into topics. Hello. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Topics. If you'd like to write us a letter with a question or a comment, about this episode or any episode, please do. Our email address is topicspodcast at gmail.com. Thank you.